Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. It is six minutes to seven Australian Eastern Daylight Time and six minutes to six Australian Eastern Standard Time through Queensland. Adam Pengelly, good morning to you. How are you? How was the weekend? Morning, Will. Morning, Berkey. Yeah, had a great weekend, Will. Um, really enjoyable. Just talking to Tom off air. Geez, the weather was hot on Saturday. I had a good good day at the beach mm. on, on Saturday with the family, but uh, took a turn yesterday, didn't it? So a bit, a bit more wet weather around Sydney this week, I think. Yeah, the beach was the, uh, the plan on Saturday, wasn't it? The first warm no. day for a little while. I took the dog for a walk and lost about three kilos. <laughs> it was that humid on the weekend. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Um, how do, in saying that then, talk about ridiculous storm boy. Uh, quite incredible, Adam. Berkey, he was unbelievable, absolutely phenomenal that performance. And certainly in, in the history of the Magic Millions, it's hard to think of a more impressive win, even going back to the likes of Dan's hero. The way he put that field away was just breathtaking there on the weekend. And the, I know he's only early in his career, but he's giving every indication. He could just be one of these absolute two-year-old machines. It's just way better than every other uh, horse of his generation at the moment. And... Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, we've been talking about it for a couple of months now. Their stable has been absolutely low-flying, and that was sort of the piece de resistance, wasn't it? Just the cream on the uh, on the cake there on the weekend. He was just so good, and only three starts into his career, and who knows what he could do. He could come out and win the Golden Slipper. He could win the size and the champagne. It certainly looks like there's no issues getting over seven furlongs or even to a mile later this season. But they are two-year-olds. They are, they are hard to hold together, and it's, it's difficult to make them peak for a Magic Millions and get them up again to to win again in the Sydney Autumn Carnival, but he's giving every indication he's going to be a horse who can do that. And I want to give a tip of the hat to um, Adam Hieronymus. I know you guys spoke about him just a little bit earlier. For him to, to win probably the most important race of his career so far was a, a real feather in the cap for him, given what he's been through in his career so far. And also, I thought the race was another indication of what can happen when you get a speed horse who draws out wide. He, he wasn't that great in the stride there on the weekend. If you watch the replay, and particularly the, the drone shot or the overhead shot, if he'd drawn barriers, say, one, two, three, four, I reckon he would have been crossed and smothered back on the mm. fence. But because he'd drawn a little bit wider on the track, it just allowed him a little bit of time to muster without having anyone cross him, and he was able to get to the front there. So he had to burn the candle at both ends, and he, and he put them away so stylishly. So well done to him. I thought a couple of the horses there were there to beat him. Highness was in the right spot to beat him. I thought Arabian Summer had every chance as well, but they just were not in the class of Storm Boy, who is a serious, serious two-year-old. Yeah, impressive stuff. Uh, dr- drama before the Guineas, Sydney Bolo. We heard the update from John O'Shea saying that all seems well, and, and he's very thankful for the attention and treatment the horses received, and and the work of everyone at Aquas Park on the day. But run us through a little bit of that, and, and then of course abounding getting through. Yeah, it was quite distressing, wasn't it, Will, to, to watch those scenes on Saturday afternoon. Obviously, the horse read up in the gates and then got himself cast, and it was took a long time to extract him from under, out from underneath those gates. And when that sort of happens, you, your heart's in your mouth, and the longer they're stuck in those gates there, the, the more you fear for their safety. And obviously, the, the barrier attendants and all the staff across on the other side of the track did a, did a fantastic job to eventually get him out of that sticky situation. He was taken to the vet hospital up there on the Gold Coast, and... Thankfully, all the reports yesterday suggested he didn't come through that okay, but it caused absolute chaos late in the day on the Gold Coast there. They had to delay the Magic Millions Guineas by more than an hour, push back those other races. They'll scramble to try and get the last race done before it got dark, and um, they did well. So thankfully for Sydney Bowler, horse has come a long way in a short space of time. It looks like he'll be okay. Um, just on the race itself, well, what a story for Robert Heathcote, and, and in particular, the jockey Martin Harley to win on a bounding in the Magic Millions Guineas there. When you look back on the on the weekend, you've got Adam Hieronymus winning the Magic Millions Classic and Martin Harley winning the Magic Millions Guinea. So a great story for a couple of jockeys who 
obviously had huge days in their careers there on the weekend, but obviously the story of the race was Sydney Bowler, and thankfully it seems like he'll be okay. And what about King of Sparta winning again? How good? Berkey, it's an annual benefit for this horse going up to the Gold Coast every year. It's quite remarkable, isn't it? He got a couple of years, he won the Magic Means Guineas. He went back up there last year, won the Magic Means Sprint. He went up there again this year, started at a ridiculously short price, but he's just way better than those horses. He's near the Magic Million Sprint. So well done to the Snowdens. I know everyone Duffers in the family are a part of the ownership as well. And I think Duff was sort of joking on the coverage on Sky Thoroughbred Central after the race. Well, we're just getting ready for next year's race. <laughs> Start thinking about it in 12 months' time, given how much money he's won up there on the Gold Coast. So he's a top-level sprinter who's raced against some of our better Group 1 and Group 2 sprinters um, in Sydney and Melbourne throughout the course of his career. And when he goes up to the Gold Coast, there's not much opposition for him up there. Here in Sydney, the Rose Hill meeting, Naval College, a, a really impressive winner. I couldn't believe this, Will, when I checked the times. He's broken Octagonal's long-standing track record at Rose Hill over 2,000 metres, which has stood, mind you, for the best part of more than 20-odd years. He absolutely smashed it there on the weekend. So obviously the track was playing really firm and fast. And we spoke about him on the program um, last week. I, I think I said on Friday, I want to tip him in this race, but I don't want to back him around $2.40, $2.50. I want to get a three in front of his price. And that happened to be, he touched $3.40 at, at some stage. It was a little bit of a late firm into $3.10, $3.20. And he was just far too good. He's a really, really impressive stayer on the rise. And at this time of year, you can get those stayers on the rise and string back-to-back wins together because they're just better than their opposition. So... He was down in the weights there on the weekend. I'm sure Annabelle Neesham is starting to plan some black-type races for him, I would have thought, if not the Autumn Carnival, definitely throughout the winter up there in Queensland. And there's no doubt he's got the potential to go to that level and, and win many more races. Oh, we're looking forward to it, Adam. Thank you, as always. We'll chat again tomorrow. See you, boys.